welcome to Noisy Narratives, where we talk about our stories, cut through the noise, and get to the heart of what really matters. Um, my name is Debbie Vallejo, and I am here today with... Christy Williams. Amy Woodell. And we are going to talk about what it means to grow as a Christian. It doesn't mean that we hold the absolute understanding of everything that is, but it means we're walking with the Lord, and there's depth added to our relationship, right? But we're going to start this conversation off with... Um, a verse that we all think is kind of one of the more nerve-wracking verses for believers in the Bible, um, if you think about it. So I'd, should I just read it? Should yeah. I read it? Start? Okay, so I'm just going to read it. It's Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will I enter, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So there's this element of understanding in that verse, right? That people will prophesy in the Lord's name, do works in the Lord's name, and then at the end of their life, go to heaven and God is going to look at them and go, uh, yeah, I don't know who you are. And then do we think then that means they do not enter heaven from that verse? Well, yeah. And I think those are the three things that can be counterfeited so easily. Okay. Right? Like exorcism, prophecy, and miracles. Right. Those are things that are works. works. Just working hard. Yeah. We're just going out and doing it. And you don't know if they're doing it in the Lord's name or not, but they can totally, you don't know. Where their heart is, and that's what God is calling it. So this hearts. verse is about introspection of the individual, because mm-hmm. this is something we were talking about earlier. The church can't do this for you. Your parents can't do this for you. No one, but your walk with the Lord. Which is what he is talks what about works before, about too, right? Mm-hmm. So he gets to it, and so he gets there to that point of saying it is an internal transformation. You can say anything on the outside. You can... You can claim to be whoever you want to on the outside, but God knows your heart. You can, you can, you can never fool God. So the fruit then of the spirit is what we're looking at, honestly, in a lot of ways, because you are going to produce fruit, but a lot of times we think fruit is works, mm-hmm. but fruit of the spirit isn't right. Fruit of the spirit is humility, gentleness, kindness, self-control. Mm-hmm. It's your life. It's what you, how do you react to things? It's how do you mm-hmm. live your life? Excuse me. How do you live your life? Not what you're doing. And all those come out by living life. And I think so that's a great distinction. Heart. I think that's, Christy, I think that's a really good mm-hmm. distinction because you can be going to feed the homeless. You can be take going to an orphanage in Africa mm-hmm. and still not have gentleness, kindness, humility, self-control. There's other aspects of your life that maybe people don't see mm-hmm. that are producing the opposite of godly fruit. Mm-hmm. So that's where you're going home. Kind of as we've talked about before, where the friends of mine I, that were on the mission field, kids and missionaries or pastors that we find out later as adults, I found out later they were being abused at home while their dad was preaching the word and preaching salvation. It's horrific. I mean, mm-hmm. like what that would do to the life of a child, just their walk, mm-hmm. you know, in their understanding what it means to be a believer, knowing, seeing that discrepancy in their parents. But that's the stuff that nobody knew, right? Nobody mm-hmm. knew but them. Because those are things you can get away without being obedient to God. You can get, I mean, back to the scripture, back to the doing. You can do those things, but you're not really being obedient to God. Because God, I mean, I like Romans, what is it, Romans 10, 9 through 10. Let's make sure I've got the right one. 
Um, yeah, 10, 9 through 10, where it says, But if you confess with your mouth that mm-hmm. Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, right. and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So that's an and. It's not an or. Right. If you do this or this, it is an and. Both mm-hmm. must be and if both you must truly do that, your heart is changed. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. not Internal somebody change. that wants yeah. to abuse somebody else or to hurt somebody else or to steal from somebody else. And you'll remove yourself mm-hmm. if you find that as being a part of sin that you're trying to grasp. You will remove yourself as a believer from that. And that's I not think. your conscience. That's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, the Holy Spirit is your conscience, but that's how I've always mm-hmm. looked at it. Mm-hmm. But you're not able to do these things. The yeah. Holy Spirit's able to stop you because... That's your relationship. Yeah, that's and that's hard, right? Mm-hmm. That's really, man. It's a choice. You're constantly making a choice. Or some people call it a gut feeling. I just have this gut feeling that I just, that's the Holy Spirit working in you. And you having that relationship with him is how he's able to pull you back. So then if you have someone who's saying, hey, I, you know, I became a believer when I was 12. Mm-hmm. I made a decision, for, you know. Prayed to the Lord. I wanted him to lead my life. Mm-hmm. I know Jesus is my Savior. I got baptized. Mm-hmm. And yet, as an adult, I'm claiming I'm a believer, but I'm treating people uh, to me horribly. That, what does that mean? It means you don't have a relationship. You're not, you're, not ex, you're not an exercising Christian in that way. Is that a way to put it? For you, yeah. <laughs> I have things for everything. I know, it's good. That's good. Practicing Christian. You're not mm-hmm. you're not actually um exposing yourself to the word. Still and living to, in pride. Yeah. But you can do it and you can get what it. What did done. you say? You die to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Every day. I don't know. I struggle with looking at other people. Yes, I would agree. And like I don't I don't really like to go there. I don't like to look at other people and be like, well, they're not producing this and they're not producing this mm-hmm. and they're having a bad, because I don't see them. I don't live with them. I don't see them mm-hmm. in and out. So they could be having a bad day, a bad moment where right. you see the wrath of X, Y, Z and someone's like, well, they're not a Christian. Well, that is, that, that's ridiculous because that is a hundred percent not fair. <laughs> and yeah. I think there's nuance involved in that piece of it. There has to be right where you're going that part of things. Yeah. Like, I'm still human. Yes. You're going to mess up. There's going to be everyday grace we all have to extend. Yes. So when does that cross the line? Because there's a role of the church in people's lives. When in the church is supposed to push in on somebody when they're producing the opposite of what God is saying. I think when that person's involved in the church, the church can get involved. I don't think the church can go into someone's life and be like, right. hey, you can't. So it would be very hard for the church to get involved in someone's life that's constantly producing that because probably that person's not in church. And then the ones so, that is, but for the, we want to get to the people like the Ravi Zacharias, right? I probably mm-hmm. butchered his name, but the ones that are the false prophets in the sense of, we don't, we see them where we stand. We see them doing these amazing things and bringing people to Christ and out there pronouncing his name. But then we don't know that he travels around with a masseuse or his person. Yes. You know what I mean? So we don't know the back till it bubbles to the top, mm-hmm. but all those people Saw it, and so you kind of wonder because I do. That's think, where my struggle is. Like, why yes. y'all were close and you saw it? Yeah. But if I was close with someone and I saw it, I don't know if I would call them out. I would call. I don't like the word "call out" because that's not yeah. done in love. I would be like, "Hey, is everything okay? Do we need to talk? Because you're kind of being a little crazy right now. Whether it's your actions, whatever it looks like. But I don't want to say call out. 
But those people, when these guys are falling from the pulpit, where is the when church? There lose, when they are yes. leading a church. And I think when you lose <laughs> anyone in any church, I feel like, should be open to their lives being examined. Say that again? Anyone, if you're a member or part of a church, you should be open to your life being examined. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. if you have someone like some of like the pastors we've talked about mm-hmm. or the, the celebrity kind of pastoral field, I like to consider it, which is a shame because I think that has its own breed of, you know, awfulness it brings to a person. You just battle with pride so much. It becomes very hard to be vulnerable at all, I feel like, when you're a celebrity pastor. But I think... Um, when you're involved in church, you're open. If someone questions you, you're welcome that you open that you, to mm-hmm. that. You're open to that. You're saying you, you know, if someone comes and says, I have a concern, you're saying that you're going to these countries, you're bringing back this woman to work in this massage parlor. I'm sorry. You're traveling you, with her too. Over yeah. To and the that too. But he had a reason he had to have, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm pushing in on that a bit and we're gonna have conversations. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't be traveling at all. If your back's that bad, mm-hmm. maybe we need to have a conversation about what this looks like then all the time. Like, and, and then go talk to people and their story should match yours and you should be okay with me checking. This whole, oh no, you know, they're just trying to get at me because I'm being religiously persecuted. No, that shouldn't fly. I'm sorry. It well, shouldn't fly ever. I don't think any pastor should have should be secluded in a way that he's put up on a pedestal that nobody can get to him and talk to him and engage with And them. it's because we care for them. Like, the, mm-hmm. if they're part of our body of Christ, we should care. They should if live within their people, yes, not outside of their people. Yes, absolutely. Who was telling me the good. other day that they... Oh, my sister, her friend, goes to a church, and the... um. I thought this was cool. He, the pastor has kind of a car allowance, but he can only drive, he's committed to only driving a certain type of car because mm-hmm. any kind of car that's over and above looks like he's living. Yeah. And that's I thought, right. that's amazing. That is, I mean, that's an impressive person not to put on a pedestal. Right. <laughs> but to just be like, good for you for kind of setting up boundaries to understand. Because he's right. When I hear about pastors that live in these $2 million homes, I struggle with that. Because I they've got too. people in their church that are struggling financially yes. who are giving yes. to pay their salary. I'll never forget driving down the tollway. And there's a pastor. <laughs> there's a pastor from a big mega church in this area. I drove down and he is driving an old, beat up Oldsmobile. Love it. That's no. great. And I was like. I mean, I snapped, I took my phone and I snapped a picture and I was like, look at your pastor because a friend goes there. And she was like, oh, I know. Yeah, he totally, li- he drives out well, to work. Well, now I want to know. You can tell me later. I'll tell you later. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, that impressed me so much because yeah. we see so many pastors that get out of their fancy cars. And I get it. Their books pay for it and their ministries, you know, that stuff. And the church doesn't pay their for it. Their books they're that. writing during the week on the church's yeah, time, yeah. That, those books. Yeah. Yeah. But getting back to sorry, so let's you're getting on my soapbox. But getting back to like people that aren't the celebrity pastors like us, mm-hmm. yeah, and the ones that want to do the get when they get to the pearly gates to say, "Hey, Lord, I did this. I raised my kids this way, or I, um, I stayed humble. I stayed humble. <laughs> I stayed humble. Isn't that a prideful statement in itself?" Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, it is. I was was it, Benjamin? I need credit for being humble. <laughs> that was Benjamin Franklin said that in his 10, right? His 10 little things so he was working funny. on. He was like, you know what? Humility is the one thing I've decided I can't master because what I figured out would happen is I'd be proud of my humility. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that there's an That's element funny. of truth to that. Like, I'm so pious. I'm proud of it. I'm so <laughs> humble. <laughs> but people that write books, sure. that write, that do blogs, that do whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, we did all this for you. 
Mm-hmm. Lauren's like, that's, I just wanted to get to know you. I and I'm not sure heart. you did that for me. I think you did that because of what it got you. Well, I've gotten excited. And if I've like picked up a tab for somebody behind me in line, then I like tech, I like, I, uh, catch myself like texting my friends. Like I did this. I feel so good. I'm like, Oh, that's not the point. Oh yes. That's, that's so not true. The point to do not that. To glorify yourself, but just to do it quietly. Mm-hmm. And my stepdad's really big about doing stuff like that for other people and he doesn't tell anybody and I've been with him when he's done it. And so I'm telling everybody, he's like, Stop telling people. people. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Stop telling people we've seen pastors at a restaurant and he was like, Hey, there'd be four of us eating together and he was like, Hey, what do y'all not telling now? He was, What do you think about each of us picking up? one of their meals. I was like, that's awesome. So we would do yeah. that. And then I was so happy that we did it. He's like, you don't tell, tell people. people. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little bit more mature than we would be in our in his walk, maybe. I well, I think um, part of pushing in as a church, right, there's an element in this is individual, like you're saying. Like you can't, none of us can fix it for mm-hmm. each other. And then part of the church body helping us with this piece of it is of God knowing who we are and us knowing God means... We can ask questions of each other. We're open. We're vulnerable. Um, all that kind of stuff. But what does it mean, though, if... So if you're listening right now and you're struggling with sharing some things that um, need to be shared for your own growth, like there's a sin struggle you have, mm-hmm. what's the suggestion? Like, what do you do with that for someone who's listening? Where do they go with that? Go I, I think that's a great question because you want... Because so, someone might go... Well, I share that with my counselor. Yeah. Well, you don't grow with a counselor. No. Like you grow. That's the point of having the church. And that's why God that's created the church. That's an hour, a church. week, or an hour, a couple of weeks at the yeah. most. And you grow yeah. in community that's with right. other believers Absolutely. who walk with you and do life with you. But that's what's scary. It is scary. Nobody, very few people like that. Yeah. Especially, very few people are eager for it. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm not eager, eager about it. No, I'm in that category. You asked women to talk at the women's event, the s'mores yeah. and everything else. And I learned some stuff about some women at this church. And I was like, oh. Wow, that's like you got some amazing women at this church, and it's yeah, powerful. Yeah, it we, is. It's because we forget that if if God had said privacy was a thing, we wouldn't know anything about David. We yeah. wouldn't know anything about Paul. We wouldn't know anything about Adam and Eve. And we would Cain have a Bible. Adam. We would have a Bible because it's all about people and our mess. Mm-hmm. And but I think the struggle, right, is coming people coming with the mess, and then what do we do with that? So what would your suggestion be for women? But some people don't even want to call it a mess. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, well, I mean, I call myself a mess. Well, I know, but some people are like, they can't even admit it. Like, that's just who they are. Like, I am who I am. I'm also a mess, right? That's true. But then just coming, just accept me for who I am and help me work through. Or I just want to do life with you. But then I don't want it to be too painful. I don't want to infringe on my time. I don't want my schedule. But And we're really good at doing church on our schedule now Mm -hmm. that we have Zoom, especially. And what, you know, we can say in our pajamas and we can do that. It's hard sometimes. But that's what God calls us. What if you do it because you love God and you don't love yourself? You love God more than you love yourself. And going to church is an act of obedience to him. Yes. And then just and being in people's lives is an act of obedience, too. And being willing to hear things that you don't necessarily like. And then forgiving people when they mess up because people are going to hurt you. And not holding it against them. Yeah. I mean, that's hard, too. But can you do that if there's pride? And that was Amy's issue that she talked about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. You can't do it. That's like the little G. Pride equals little G. God. Pride little G, God. God. Sorry. Yeah. My Pride's little G and myself. Mm-hmm. I was sorry. I can read upside down. Yeah. So I was reading I was like, paper. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Pride is well the little context. G, God. And if you think about it like that, then it's an idol. And 
that's going to stop you from everything. So if you're struggling with pride, would you say that's probably going to be the biggest issue to not, to this verse being a potential for you? I don't feel like this verse should be that big of a deal. Really? So well, explain like that to me. That 7, 21 through 23, yeah. Matthew, you don't think it's that big? So tell me why. No. Because it's for you or for, for others? Me. Oh, for you. Okay. 100% okay. me. So you're saying it could be for others, though. I could see how okay. you could read into that and be like, oh, my gosh, he's not going to know me. Oh, my gosh. But, you know. Well, okay. I look at that as I have I shared my testimony with others and and brought them oh, to him. So see, that good. makes me because I'm I immediately go to Amy. You're not doing enough. You should be doing more. Like I'm working with somebody now who's raised Buddhist, but stopped being a Buddhist at 19. And they're just nothing. Right. I just and I've kind of shared things with them, and they're like, "Oh, that's great for you." Mm-hmm. And I don't want to push yeah. it too much. And like, well, if am I being a good Christian? Reading this seven twenty one through twenty three, am I am I doing enough? Mm-hmm. What would God have me do here? Am I asking him what I should do, or am I just taking my own mm-hmm. advice? But I think that's what the verse is supposed to do. Yeah. It's yeah. supposed for you to go, whoa, let me do self-inventory. Am I doing this for works? Am I doing this because I'm being obedient and because I love you, Lord? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what you've called us to do, which is what he talks about the fruit before that and then about the golden rule and all that. So, you know, how are we growing and changing and the internal transformation taking place? And we see it by the fruit. I don't think this, I don't, I just don't feel like um, this verse should be one that someone's like, <gasps> it shouldn't frighten you. It no. should just, it should encourage you. I think you. this should, should be a wake up call. In my mind, I look at it more as a wake up call. Like, it's not about just making a decision, and getting baptized, and you're done. Mm-hmm. It's not about just Christmas and Easter. We're around Easter, and Easter's amazing, but that's something you can celebrate every day, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Lord's risen every day, He's alive. Um, and it's also part of the Sermon on the Mount. And so I feel like if you really want to go anywhere and figure out, do an inventory, read the Sermon on the Mount often and dig in it well, because it talks about what it means to bear good fruit, what it means. Because it's not, this is just one part of the larger conversation of what it means to follow God in the Sermon on the Mount, what it means to bear good fruit, mm-hmm. what a believer looks like day to day and what we strive and work for. You know, we took a piece of that conversation out, but it's part of the bigger encapsulating mm-hmm. piece of that, I feel like. And it's showing Jesus' authority. Exactly. That's and a so good it's point, his, too. It's his authority over what is going on and telling the Pharisees, you know, y'all have no, y'all have no authority over mm-hmm. this. And you're not living. You should be living according, not by the law, but according to grace and love and mercy. And The Pharisees were the, uh, the law or were more focused on the law or the Sadducees were more focused on the Both law? Both were focused on the law, but Pharisees, I think, is what we tend to, consider were the absolute legalists Mm -hmm. Um, had more power and authority to actually convict people. And Nicodemus was a Pharisee or who is a Sadducee? Pharisee. Pharisee. Sorry. I don't mean to get us off topic. I just, Mm -hmm. but Nicodemus is an example. Cause I think too, you've got people who love who, when you live by the law, which is what they knew, Mm -hmm. Jesus came and said, I'm doing it different than what you thought. You got to get on board with this. And that's where, he both fulfills it and says, oh, but grace. Like, yeah. he carries that perfectly. Um, I don't know. Part of I wonder as I read when I read some of this is I'm not sure we always understand what that means for us. It's kind of like Christy was saying, the authority that Jesus has over our lives. I'm a prisoner to the Lord. What does that mean? Um, it has a negative connotation, but it doesn't it mean. It can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
And we want more control than what we really have. <laughs> it's just turning over the keys to the Lord. Yes. Turning it over and being like, Literally, Great. Jesus, take the wheel. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So moving forward, like next steps, if you're going, like we were saying, we're talking about. Now I'm a Christian. It's like. <laughs> now we're going debt. Because we got Christ- deep really fast in this Christi- conversation. Christianity for dummies. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, exactly. It's chapter one. So now you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're taking it beyond that. We're saying, you're saying you're walking your life. As a believer. So mm-hmm. we're talking a couple of decades in, maybe even. Um, your life should demonstrate a couple of decades of being a believer, right? I say should. I don't like the shoulds all the time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't I don't mean to cause um, what's a shame right? <laughs> with that. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, always time to grow and move. All right. You're not the one in the driver's seat at that point. Exactly. Um, and what do we do for that? So what do you guys do then? Let's let's do the little nuggets. What do y'all do to make sure that your life is moving forward with the Lord? What are your kind of day-to-day practical applications of those? Um, well, right now, since I'm since I'm in sales, I, I'm stopping before I walk into a location and I'm like, Lord, give me the words to use. Um, or if I, you know, waking up in the morning, Lord, um, help me to do something that brings light to you and gives grace to somebody else or do good works for you. Like, I don't even know what that'll be. I don't know what I'm going to encounter that day. I sort of know. I know I'm going to go to these locations, but I don't know the people I'm going to encounter. And like I dealt with a guy yesterday, he kept talking and talking and talking <laughs> and he's a pretty negative person. And I kept inching toward the door and he kept following me toward the door. I'm like, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to deal with him in the future. Like I got to go back and drop off samples. I was there two hours. I don't, this is a four minute deal, you know? Mm, yeah. So things like that. Like I don't, I'm I'm a fish out of water. Anytime I feel like I'm a fish out of water in a situation, the first person I go to is the Lord. Like, how do I how do I handle this? Yeah. What about you, Christy? Well, I just think I don't want to be a a counterfeit Christian, right? Like, I don't want I want if something comes across uh, my plate, I want to handle it well and faithfully to the Lord, whatever that looks like. But in order for me to do that, I constantly I mean, like it's in the Word every day. Whether it's literally like these pages or my phone app, you know what I mean? And sometimes I get bored, so I'll have to switch it up or switch locations that I read it or where I'm dwelling. And then I've even even done like I don't – I love my sports talk, mm-hmm. but sometimes when I get in a rut with my head, I'm like, I just need to listen to a good preacher. Like I love mm-hmm. listening to just a good sermon that gets my head like, oh, that's good. And I, it's funny because I'll always be praying about something going on, and then I'll be like, oh, that was good, like a little nugget from it. I'm like, oh, thanks. That it's was like really social good. media was tracking you and like put something. Yeah, kind of blood exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. Thank you. And that's the other thing. I'm not on social media, so my head is so much clearer to think things through. Mm-hmm. Not some, and just to think them through, mm-hmm. and to turn to the Lord. And I don't get all, I don't get. I'm not as much of a head case as I used to be. I don't think. So I think those things. Just the daily walk with the Lord. I just want to walk with them. And I know he wants to walk with me. I just want him to know, like, I want to walk with you. I want to be obedient. And I'm going to fail miserably. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not going to beat myself up either. Well, last week was hard for me. Everybody's out of town. And it was like solitary confinement almost. It was just me working. And so I didn't have Wednesday night Bible study. And that's, you know. Yeah. That's exposure to the Mm -hmm. Lord and to other people. And I live by myself. And so last week was just hard. And I realized it was because... Your community was gone. My community was gone, but I didn't have the exposure to the Lord, and I wasn't asking Him and going yeah. to Him. I was just handling it myself, and 
Which, oh, we all do that. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, we yeah. find ourselves doing that, and then you recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. And profit. That's the other thing, is being aware of false profits. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're everywhere right now. Oh, well, yeah. and I feel like we all think we're prophets right now. Like, it's oh, I get into gosh. all these conversations with people that swear they know what God's doing and why. And I'm like, oh, I just, Ooh, that's avoid a those that's people. A, why are you well, in those and conversations? And I feel like there's a lot, but because there's a lot of people that think they mean or know the Lord's mind and heart based on scripture and and today's like, activities and today's activities and uh-uh. things going on politically and they're connecting these dots and these dots and I that's a hugely dangerous place to be and that jump. messes yes. with your head you're not god I would suggest getting out of revelation and daniel right now and just do a real good hearty study of the gospels you know and sermon them out and get in there cuz that's what's going to tell you about your attitude and your response to the world more than anything um, because Jesus knew what it was to be persecuted. He knew what it was to be in a world that was difficult and hard and people telling him he wasn't really the savior of the world. Um, Jesus knew. So mo- watching him is, I don't know, that's what I have felt for myself. It was kind of like you guys were saying is off social media. I don't watch. I feel like you can figure out what's going on in the world in like 10 minutes. You don't have to watch hours worth of (laughs) news coverage. You can pretty much stay up on things pretty easily. I feel like if you really want to, if you you don't even need to, or want to, you don't need to, to. but just being involved and present. I think that's the other thing being, if we're so worried about the world outside of us, we're not present for the people that we're supposed to be with for our people and our church. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I feel like I've personally been working on more is being present with the Lord and being present for my people. Who am I supposed to be serving? Who am I supposed to be caring for? Who am I supposed to be loving? Um, what does that look like? And if I'm mad because I'm having to serve them or love them today in a way I don't like, then that has something to do with my heart. But it's, And it's time to really <laughs> look at that and examine but, that. But you're right. It's like if, you, if you're not sitting on social media, then you're not ingesting all of that exactly. negativity. And like Christy said, if you're listening to a sermon driving down the road, yeah. that's going to change your heart. I does mine anyway. Depending on who it is, but you're right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think you're right. And I think when you're looking at things that are causing you to be angry. So that's my other thing is if you're listening to pastors that are making you mad because they're telling you how the world is awful and all these to sit like stop listening to those people. If you're listening to news that's making you that you can feel yourself being angry. Or anxious or, or anxious or fearful. Stop watching that. All those. Yeah. I would. I would suggest that too. I would unplug and I would focus on the people you're And you're not being irresponsible by not. doing that you're at not all. At all. I think you're being responsible. I think you're taking care of your mental and emotional mm-hmm. health and well being mm-hmm. so you can be present for the people you need to be here for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we'll. Walking in the light. We'll see. Just walk, walk in, in the, the light. light. Stay in his walk light. In walk in the light. Walk in the light. Uh-huh, DC can, talk. Yeah. <laughs> and one. some of those places, there's no light. So if you don't feel that there's light, then get out of them and walk in the light. Yeah. And I think that's, man, that's good. Because if you're listening to real or paying attention to stuff that you, where you just feel icky, you just feel icky, then it is going to just be dark. Horribly. You're going to feel like the world is just a dark, horrible place mm-hmm. and there isn't a savior. Mm-hmm. And that's an awful place to be. It's like when you hear the heavy metal that comes on the radio. Oh. For me, I'm like, oh my gosh, this. <laughs> How are I feel people gross. fans of that? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm like, oh, but it'll it's come true. on. People, I don't uh-huh. get that either. Or some like say. real hard rap. Like the, my kids yeah. will be like, oh, mom. And I'll be like, 
I feel dirty. I feel dirty. <laughs> we got to turn all this hard. I just don't like that hard. I probably shouldn't even bring it up. And I made a post on Facebook. Oh, I took did? it down. But, you know, we've got Dr. Seuss being attacked. we got Mr. Potato Head being attacked. And then Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion get on the Grammys and sing a dirty song. Mm-hmm. And ride on, like I had turned it off, yeah. on stripper poles yeah. and stilettos. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Why is that okay? Yes. It's not and kids are still up and watching TV, uh-huh. and that's how messed up are we? Yeah, exactly. Now I do have to put my ten cents, two cents in with the Dr. Seuss thing. <laughs> ten cents, <laughs> ten cents, fifty cents, a dollar. Is I mean, I do think everything again. It's the nuance, right? Like mm-hmm. the Nicki Minaj, all that. You're looking at her up there. You're like, turn off the stinking TV. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Dr. Seuss, it was the people, the publishers, right? They're mm-hmm. like, we're not going to publish these six books. All the other ones we love are still out there, but mm-hmm. these six we've decided. And he was openly, he had some changes in his life because he was a messed up dude at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? So I do think there's the nuance of things to help us not be as angry and mad. Like there is some reflection. Some people, there, there's some changes. Even people we've loved before, maybe there's some changes that need to be made and they're allowed to make those changes. Dr. Seuss's people can make that change for those six books. But we jumped on that bandwagon and got super angry super fast. And mm-hmm. I'm like, are we getting angry way too quickly about some things and not getting angry about others? Or are we, well, should what, we not be angry what she's at all? Saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I mean, it's like you're getting angry about this. Uh-huh. It's getting ridiculous how everybody's getting offended by everything. But, but not I the think most it was silly we got ugliness. so offended about the Dr. Seuss. Well, thing. there are so many things people are getting angry about yeah. that are silly. And like they all the get Mr. mixed Potato, up together. The, the fact that either side <laughs> got mad about it. Yeah. But, but then this blatant stripper activity yeah. on a primetime show. That's right. Which I'm sure like they were, the you know, rehearsed it before. So they knew that they, they were going to exactly do it. Exactly. What yeah. was gonna, and the, the yeah. song is dirty. Yeah. It's, it's stand. It, anyway, okay. <laughs> I can't even say the words. I can't even say right. the words. Of the you song. can't just to sometimes not weigh in on it. it. That too. Because so many people are weighing in and if yep. we are, there, there's well, an element of peace because weighing in sometimes doesn't provide peace. You You're sh- speaking and you sometimes people be, don't want to hear you talk. You should be outspoken. But in the appropriate way. And on the appropriate topic. Yeah. There's some goofiness and foolishness that we're actually called to not even discuss or acknowledge. Mm -hmm. So what is that going to do? What what good as a Christian if I weigh in on this? No. I would rather weigh in on. And it should be in humility and bringing glory to the Lord. And And I think what happens is a lot of times we're a voting block. And so we behave like one versus behaving like we're believers trying to bring glory to the Lord. I'd struggle with that because it's like if I'm not if I'm if I'm not standing up and, as a Christian and saying this is wrong, but at the same time I don't want to do it in the wrong way. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Because if I'm quiet, I feel like I feel like I'm not doing what I should do as a Christian. Yeah. I'm I staying think that's quiet. when your community and your your community of believers comes in play. If you want to do something, it's like, "Hey, give me some input. Give me some feedback." Yeah. What do you, is that smart? Is that wise? People that you trust. Yeah. And someone go, no, you're going to like a fool. And some people go, no, I think it'd be okay. It's going to come off wrong. No yeah. matter how you do it, yes. it's going to come off wrong. Yes. But mm-hmm. I feel like staying quiet is, is like me allowing something that goes against everything I believe in to happen. Okay, I'm going to read you two Proverbs. Okay. Proverbs 18, two. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Proverbs twenty nine eleven. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. I like the idea of quietly holding it back because we all like to give full vent. And I think there's an element of us feeling like 
we have to share because we think we have more control over things than we really do. Or that yeah. your opinion is going to matter. That's what I'm saying. Because you think you're, you're thinking your opinion is going to change something. Yeah. Oh, and not. I think it, what it will possibly do is influence the people around you, but you have to be present for that to happen. And if we're not present because we're too much angry at stuff, then you what? <laughs> I don't even think it's going to influence the people around you. I feel they like we're all so stuck, cause, especially I may us because we're old. Right? Like maybe speak for yourself. Uh, right. I am old. <laughs> I am old. I'm the oldest one here and she's saying she's no, old. Not only <laughs> I think we I are. There's an Ellen. We just kinda go, Oh, this is what she believes. Now I know what you believe and now I know what you believe yeah. and I know mm-hmm. okay, well you believe this and you believe yeah. this and Great, I know what but I believe. But they're really close friends and people. And, like, I – and our family, like, my family five that live together, I feel like we influence each other. Well, as family, yes, saying. but you also have younger people in your family. Yeah. What about when you all become adults? That, you're going to change something. Things. And you're that absolutely like, changes things. No, Mom, we don't believe that. You believe right. that. And so-and-so. Right. Because now they – but at that age, 100%. It's like me and my siblings right now. We yes. agree or disagree, but I'm not sure that we totally change each other's no, minds all the no. time. We're pretty yeah. much talking, but – yeah. And nobody's listening because y'all all know what you said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's funny. Uh-huh. Well, we were all over the map, man, with this one, ladies. We've been everywhere. Mm. <laughs> Just fruit for talk. I don't think we ever disappoint, really. We, we get off topic, but I don't think we disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> we do, right? That's we the fun part of getting off topic. So bottom line is, read Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Look how Jesus responded to people. Humility, kindness, compassion, care, but also Proverbs 18, 7. That's right. A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are a snare to his soul. And your works aren't going to save you, no. right? Just because no. you say, uh, I mean, like, it's there's more to it. There's a heart issue and a heart process, but God's really, God and you are really the ones that know it, right? So mm-hmm. um, there's, you know, part of that that's totally true is we walk together as believers. What that faith means alone. with the intensity. Faith Was it alone. faith alone, grace alone, Christ alone? There's no works in that. There is no works. Thank you, Jesus. Works will come from faith at some point. But all right. So this was fun. Are we all going to say bye together? <laughs> Let Christy do it because I've done it twice and she's called me out. I just think it's funny how all of a sudden you start saying bye, but whatever. I'm special. You, I, and I want you to and just continue humble, to be special. So. And I'm I don't okay, think it should go. just be me let's saying noisy around. narrative out okay, the time is I think, I think Christy should close this out. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, right, right. You have the floor. Go ahead. Okay. So this is noisy narratives out, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>